Salutations. FM enthusiasts, this is Dan O from Free Music Empire. Welcome to FME Attention Undivided, a show that focuses in on really fucking interesting people. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, we had had Adrian Mateshka, a Pulitzer-nominated poet here. That's right. Now we have Rafi of Bruiser. This makes sense. It's beautiful. Uh, thank you for wearing this White Castle hat. This everything. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine what you, what life must be, have, how life must have changed over the year for you. Oh yeah, it's been crazy. It's been crazy for sure. Uh, yeah, it's been crazy <laughs> to say the least. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see that people are fucking what we're doing. You know, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's crazy, to say the least. How long have you been with Bruiser Brigade? How long have you been locked in with the team? Uh, I would say since I started working on Fat Ray shit, like for real locked in, like I would say like 2018. That's why, and, and so for so many people, myself including, like your name is new for a lot of people. But no, you, most definitely. Um, which is I mean, a strange situation must be. So uh, I was like, you know, me and my man's in the, uh, like Sky Skywalker, Black Noise, Green Beach. You know, the homies from Detroit Lions. I, you know, I was fucking with them beforehand. I was, you know, putting out little tracks to other people here and there. You know, but I wasn't even doing loops. You know, what I'm saying, but I always loved doing hip hop loops. But it just, you know, it wasn't the time and place. I guess you know, the best better way to say it. So you've At been you've been socially with this unit of people oh for sure yeah it's uh the reason i'm making beats man i ain't gonna lie to you if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be making beats right now that's awesome that's yeah. great and then, and then, i mean you can hear that right you can hear that and, and i don't want to say first of all we i i named you the mvp of 2021 yeah uh, man appreciate that and it was it was very fun to write because I, I got to make a statistical case along with the overview case. Just be like, look at the raw material that Rafi gave you during 2021. And breaking that down was, was fantastic. Uh, no, thanks. Even for me, I didn't even think about it like that. I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm thinking about it's an album. It's an album. It's a, you know, I'm not even thinking like, like you know, so uh, yeah, no, I appreciate that you're, a lot. You're in the zone. You're just you're doing it. Um, that's cool. No, it, and, and the, what was remarkable to, to me is because I interact with rappers, right? They swing by on tour. I'll talk to them or I'll, I'll call them and we'll be like, what are you listening to, man? The that's right. Like, that's right. Just people that fucked with hip hop were listening to shit, like rapper rappers, like great rap. We're like, I, I listen to Bruiser, but that's fun. Like, um, that's that it felt it felt like punk rock in that way. Hey, bless. Yeah, we, we just you know doing what we felt like. You know what I'm saying? Like it was not. It was uh, it was just you just having fun. I can't. I, that's the best way I could say it. Like literally, with everybody, it was just fun. It wasn't like, all right, we're sitting down, we're making an album. Like it has to. Like it's just let's cut tracks, let's see what comes out of it, and then put it together from there. You know. That yeah, it reminds me of a story. What was it? Um, I can't remember. It was, um, but Juvenile was was being interviewed, and they asked him about like curating curating four hundred degrees, right? And like, the, how did you like sequence it? What went into? It? He was like, those were the songs we had. We just put them together. <laughs> they basically were a unit that was always making music. Yeah, like, exactly. All right, man, this batch is done, and it's yours. Your turn. You know. Um, more or less yeah like everyone you know i'd say everyone i worked with we, we would make at least 30 songs you know what i'm saying even coming into like all right before we even start talking about making an album you know what i'm saying so that's incredible so you already have a like a wealth of material to be like all right looking at this over here looking at that over there we're doing good you know yeah i, I think kind of think of it like um like you ever play like Star Fox 64 no, talk to me. 
All right, so Star Fox uh, in 1064, right? Like, you know, based on how you do on the level, it opens up different paths for you to go in the game, to get to other, you know what I'm saying? So, yep. like, when I would work with people, it would just be like, all right, we're doing this. And if that fit, all right, you get this kind of, you get this kind of beats. You get, you start, you start, you know, you start carving it out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's really just, just having fun. You start, seeing, you start seeing options. You start seeing, yeah, like, exactly. oh, shit, we could go here, we could go there. This can right. be, you know. Facts, no, exactly. That's the best way I can describe it. Cause it's like, I'm not like, I mean, and it's like beat tapes too. Cause I tell you, know, I pull from beat tape ideas I've had and then try to mix it up, but like really more like Star Fox stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I think, so I was getting, so the real question here, because I think one of the keys in your case for MVP was how you got the best out of every individual MC in the crew in terms of, these are different people, right? Oh, for sure. Like Bruiser Brigade is like what I, I, I described it once in this meme as the Justice League of Insane Voices. Yeah, 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 I remember that. We talked about that at the studio. <laughs> I love was, that shit. And I was like, it really is. It's not, it's not like, oh, this sound is, is you guys. It's like, no, Bruiser's over, Wolf is over here, and Fat Ray's over there, and just. Uh, just sounds like an Asgardian friggin' god or something. Uh, it, it's insane. But like, they all, everyone's in, in different spaces. And obviously, Danny Brown is Danny Brown, legend. Uh, oh, but yeah. uh, so you're, you're producing for these different people. And TV62 struck me with that, right? Because you've got songs with, you know, Bruiser and Fat Ray. You got songs with just Bruiser, Wolf. You got, you know, Dan, just Danny Brown, you got a mixture of all of them. So what's the difference in a beat that should go to just versus Wolf or versus Ray? Or how do you uh, figuring that out? So uh based on like their vocal, you know, what I think it sounds like I think of everyone's voice like an instrument, you know, I feel like when uh when I think about it, like when I'm making beats, it's just they're just like another part to my beat, you know what I'm saying? So uh really just seeing how they sounded on things. Like I feel like Ray is on some more grimy, grittier, you know, stuff, more like mafioso vibe. I feel like Wolf is like a smooth criminal, Frank Sinatra meets James Bond type vibe. I feel like JUS is a real, like uh I wanna say, ah man, like a real poet, like novel, and you know, so is Keith, but Keith's a different type of novel. Quinn Amahad, the guy, he's a different type of novel. I would, uh, you know, so I would say, like, Quinn Amahad makes me think of, like, you know, the movie, like, Sugar Hill, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. With, you know, if that's the vibe. And then J.U.S. is more on, like, I would feel like, I wouldn't say, like, science fiction, but he's really, like, on some literary shit, you know what I'm saying? So when I think about him, it's kind of like, man, like, uh, I want to say, like, he would be, he's kind of like a mix of uh, of Ray and Wolf in a sense, if that makes sense. Like, when I think of beats, you know. I really really got more and more into JUS over the year. I mean, Gagoku Jay-Z was incredible, right? And it was definitely set the mode off. but yeah, and the the Corvette, GoFundMe Corvette, it's great. I would say like yeah. he, he is crazy literary. Sometimes I miss it because there's so much authority in his voice. Right. JUS sounds like the narrator. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a like a it's like a, like a real like kind of poet. You know, you listen to slam poetry, you listening to him. You know, you might you know. You're not thinking about, you know, he's commanding the room, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. But yeah, no, that's your heart. Giant size, giant size. But to, get, to your point, if you're locking in with them, you're doing a bunch of songs, you get to see them in all these different directions. Thanks. Experiment with the, with the instrument. Awesome. So, so when you locked in with them, how would you say like your approach was different when you're developing like the sonics for these different people? Uh, 
Like, all right, so I would say, like, you know, first and foremost, we all had to be homies and, you know, fuck with each other first, you know, so we all got, you know, became tight and all that. And then uh, just, uh, like, it's like, I don't even know. Like, you know, I just knew, like, when I heard things, I was like, okay, I got beats for that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these, you know, for the most part, I didn't really make too many new beats for everybody. Like, you know, I would say a lot of these albums are a lot of, I wouldn't say old beats in the sense of like the beats already had, you know, ready, you know what I'm saying? And then maybe a couple new ones here and there in between, but a lot of the, you know, so I wouldn't say I was, I, I wouldn't say exactly I was making beats for them. Like I already had the idea in mind when I heard the voices, so I just pulled from packs and then yeah, I would make, make things in between, but it was all, the, the ideas were there when I heard their voices, you know? No, yeah. And something about like, because I was talking to people, you know, really smart people who know music, but everybody's of different age. They have different signifiers for different places, right? So for some people who grew, who are younger than me, they grew up, Detroit is Big Sean and Kelly Chris, right? Right. That's like Detroit. For me, Detroit is Guilty Simpson and Royce. Okay, okay. Right? Like, so it's... It, so while dope game stupid means a lot, it's 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 a you know very high on my list. But Kevin thing, Harper man. is what set it off. Oh Kevin yeah, no, Z, Z a genius man. What Z, 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 Z a genius man. Kevin <laughs> Harper's when he knew it was real, and and so there's there's something quintessential about Fat Red. There's something like right. you like the backbone. He's the backbone, man. Traditional hip, traditional Detroit hip hop, man. Like he's he's the backbone of this shit. You know, say if I best way I can describe it. You know, he can he can do it all, man. He could he could, man. He's too cold, dog. He could he can pen verses to anything. You know what I'm saying? He can he can mimic your flows. He could he could write little hooks. Like he's the backbone for sure. You know what I'm saying? And he's like you know a veteran in this shit. Like you know what I'm saying? So, you know that pen sharp. That makes sense. If you have somebody like that loves to rap, you know, there's no end to it. They can just rap on anything at any time. Right. Like, there's no reason to worry at all. No, facts, man. That's a rapper's rapper right there. You know? Big facts. He's a rapper's rapper, man. Man, fire go crazy. I ain't gonna lie. He spent hella nights, hella late nights there. I'm just like, bro, <laughs> spit that shit. He's like, hold on, hold on. I gotta go back and let me just, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's what everyone, they're all perfectionists, man. They really care about the craft. <laughs> and you see that with like with NBA teams or like any teams, like how the body language of the of the role players change when they're with great players, right? Like right. they're like KD's on the court. I'm feeling confident. No one's guarding me right now, you know? Um, and so Fat Ray steps onto a track. You know that part is covered anyway. Bro, going nuts. Going nuts. And the rest he's, of the uh, like I spent the most time doing Santa Barbara. So you know, like he yeah. We and me and Ray spent like I said a hell of a long time together. That man, that man's it's crazy. Man, no, oh, that's and so was was that the first because there were a lot of releases, a lot of Bruiser Brigade releases this year. Right. Was that the one that started the wave rolling, or was that? Yeah, that was that was the first one I was uh, working on, and that was before you know Jay West had just started rapping. Not like he had just; he's always been rapping. But as far as like, all right, I'm doing this shit for real. I'm making a, I'm making a project. Like you know, that was that was a, that was a uh, summer of 2020. Uh, and Ray brought Wolf to you know Wolf is Ray's man. You know what I'm saying? So he had brought, he had so, you know, he brought Wolf to the studio. Uh, and our, my first interaction with Wolf was to cut an old faithful on Santa Barbara, you know? And we did that. I was like, yo, get your hands. Like, who is this? Y'all need, to, when we finish Santa Barbara, y'all got to do an EP or something together. Like, you know, and then that just slowly evolved to, you know, him coming through all the time. And then we did No Game Stupid. Well, you know, well, well, actually, we recorded Dog Food first, and then we did No Game Stupid. After all, faithful. Wow, no, that's that's incredible. So people are just hanging around and in the mix. Um, yeah, and when COVID hit, we just at the studio, like all of us at the studio every day, 
J.U.S., Fat Rays, Loopers, Quinn Amahadagah, Bruiser Wolf, Danny Brown, Skywalker, Black Noise. Like, we was at the studio every day, you know what I'm saying? All throughout COVID with each other, like, you know, not going out, just vibing, kicking and making music. And that's how, that's how it felt because I remember Fat Ray. Fat Ray went on one of my favorite hip-hop podcasts, the Next Movement podcast. Uh, uh, that's right, yeah. They... They were repping Santa Barbara Hart. They, they love that record. And so uh, when he interviewed him, like everyone was just at the studio behind him. Like during the yeah, every day. I, I would be at the studio right now, but honestly, I fell asleep earlier and I was like, oh, yeah, I can't love at the rush. <laughs> you know, I had a long ass Friday. So I took a nap and I was supposed to wake up and I was like, oh, let me set up over here. We ain't going to make it like that. I, don't, I, I hate, you know, being not being late and shit when I say, yo, I'm going to do this. That's all I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and so and I'm, I'm the same way. I would say. So the, the other thing that was so punk rock about the Bruiser Brigade situation was the rollout plan for 2021, right? They, you guys didn't announce a schedule. You just dropped oh. whatever the fuck you wanted. And every album was name your price, band camp. But like, I don't think they're on DSPs at all. Uh, no, they, they, all, they all are now. They all are now. Yeah. But they were like at the time they were paying yeah, nah. price, and there wasn't even like really a merch page. It wasn't no. like this is to support our cool cups or towels. They were like, no, you're you're buying this and you're buying it for whatever the fuck you want. Take that. Right. Yeah. No facts, and I feel like us doing those schedules alleviates stress on the artists too, because you know. Sometimes they'd be like, we need to get it out. We need to, I'd be like, I'd be like, but bro, no one knows it's coming. It's just us. <laughs> you know, like we, no one knows it's your, your album's coming out. So don't worry, man. Just put all the love you can into that shit. And I promise the world will see it. That's perfect, man. That's a great point. It's like you guys didn't have anyone saying, like, you're late, bring this out. Right. Or even having fans, like, when's the album coming? You said it was the, you know. So yeah, so I think that was a, I think that was good of us to do it like that because you know I know how I am as a fan. If you told me something, I want it now. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. No, it's it. So what? Uh, that's so that's amazing. So I picture like this rollout plan. I'm like, you guys must have all gotten together around like an oak table and just been like, here's what we're doing. We're bombing them this year. Like, is that? <laughs> <laughs> that happen or was this just organic thing this organic we wasn't even thinking like oh we want to like you know first we have we have fat rays you know basically we have fat rays done and it's really going back and forth on the mixes you know so that was sitting we weren't even thinking about you know JUS we hadn't even met Wolf yet you know what I'm saying like it wasn't uh that wasn't even the plan but you know how JUS got inspired black noise dropped his album and so yeah, so he had been talking about it, and then he heard Black Noise out. And he's like, he's like, I'm gonna rap today. And Black Noise is like, all right, bet, let's go upstairs, record him. You know what I'm saying? And then that's how that's how Jay would start going. And then as that happened, you know, we're going back and forth on the mix of the race shit. We bump into Wolf, and then we're like, this nigga crazy. <laughs> Yo, we gotta record this nigga. <laughs> and then and then yeah, and then we had then we started having albums, and we're like, all right, I guess we just gonna start dropping shit. Yep. No, that's that's amazing. So the so when you you must so as this starts rolling, and I'm sure was this a situation where you'd been making so many songs, right? Before even albums generate, you're making all these songs. Is that where TV sixty two comes? Where you're just like, we got to find a way to use these. Uh, they were just like leftovers from everybody's shit. You know what I'm saying? Like things that were for hard, but just didn't make sense for the album at the time. You know what I'm saying? So things we knew, like this is, we loved this. It's dope, but we couldn't fit it on, on, on a Santa Barbara, on a Dope Game Stupid, on a Got With Jay-Z, on a Noah, you know what I'm saying? And even Keys. We wasn't even, Keys, we know Keys through J.U.S. That's J.U.S.'s man's, you know what I'm saying? Like. That's so awesome. It's, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, it's it's so good to have a, a group of people can get so much shit done if they're yeah, all, no all the same page. Um, that shit is it, what you unless you've seen it work, you, you don't know how good it is. Um, no facts. Yeah, it's my it's, first experience was like with Detroit Lions doing it with my producer homie. So it's just like you know I seen how we hard beat worked. I was like okay, now we just need rappers. You know what I'm saying? 
And right. so here we are. Awesome. So what so what songs do people bring up to you the most? What songs are people Brit talking to you about? Oh man. Uh I was, shit. Honestly, a lot, a lot of dope. I get a lot of dope game super in Santa Barbara all the time. And then uh, a lot of people come to me about bounties on Keith's Keith's album, Got with Jay-Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. Type beat on uh, JUS's GoFundMe court. I mean, I go on Jay Z, and then on GoFundMe I get a lot about potholes and Kwanzaa. Oh, and yeah. then, you know, uh, but yeah, but mostly a lot of dope game soup in the Santa Barbara. Yep, like top ramen and shit. People just, yeah. yeah. That's my shit. That's my shit, too. That shit is hard. That's awesome. So, the, so we, you, you already kind of talked about this. This was, one of the things that struck me was how your beats fit so well with Black Noise, right? When it, when it slides from Rafi to Black Noise, it feels like you guys are in the room together, right? Because, like, that makes so much sense together. So talk to me about the relationship with Black Noise and how closely you work, how much you've learned from each other. Situation. That's my brother. That's my brother. First and foremost, that's my brother. Uh, I learned a lot. From, that's my man. I learned a lot from. Like I said, I wouldn't be making noise without Skywalker, Black Noise, Green Beach. Like they taught me how to do a lot of stuff I'm doing now. Like I make beats on uh, Ableton. He makes beats on Reason. But you know, he showed me how to move around. Like I feel like what I learned from Bob is like you know how how to really freak sounds. You know what I'm saying? Like the way he freak sounds is crazy and then having his sequencing and arrangements nuts too you know what i'm saying i, I feel like i learned that from uh bob you know what i mean wow. uh, black noise yeah yep. but that's my brother that's yeah that's, that's my man it's 100 grand <laughs> that's incredible because i mean most of the time especially when in the world of producers it's hard to help each other because you're kind of building your nemesis over time. Nah, yeah, but we never looked at it like that because uh, we was all like I said before I was making beats, we were friends. Like they, I wasn't even thinking about beats. That's the thing. Right. They told me like, yo, it's really Sky was like, yo, man, like I know you DJ and all that. Like that's cool, but like have you ever thought about DJing your own beats? And I was like, I can make beats. <laughs> what? <laughs> yo, <laughs> this is possible. <laughs> He's like, I don't need an MPC. Yeah, because in my mind, I want to make, you know, hip-hop, so it's, I think I need an NPC. And he's like, he's like, man, you can do it on your laptop. I was like, word? <laughs> Yo, say less. That's incredible. So, yeah, you you really stepped into, like, creating your own sound, um, and you had people to to help you with it. But what, what's, what were you drawn to when you started making these beats? What did you want your stuff to sound like? What did you not want it to sound? Uh, I don't, you know, when I, I, it was a hobby, really. I wasn't even thinking about rappers like that. I was just thinking, like, I want stuff I want to bump, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, I'm in the car, this shit banging. Uh, you know, I, I just didn't want my shit. I mean, I guess I get excessive. A lot of people say my shit sound like lo fi hip hop, but I didn't want my shit to be on some like lo fi, study beat type, you know. Right. I want my shit to bang, you know. I'm, I, uh, right. I listen to a lot of 90s hip hop, I want my shit to bang. So, just trying to, you know, imitate my favorites with, with you know, put them back, like, but not like, you know, bite them like that. Like, you know, I love Havoc, Shock G, Madlib, Doom, Q-Tip, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so I was, you know, trying to, you know, trying to be like the people that inspired me, Dilla, you know, but not like bite them and sound like them, you know? Yeah, I don't know why, but the the Easy Moby comparison really just hit me. Oh, you see, who someone else said that to me not too long ago. That's crazy. And I never even thought about that. That was in the write-up. I was like, there's something about Easy Moby because I remember me and my friends like debating whether Easy Moby was great or not. Because they were like, This isn't fancy. This isn't like the cool fancy stuff with its crazy or like experimental on its face. Like, but there was something that was just primal about Easy Moby where you're like, that shit bangs. That's all it is. That shit bangs. Yeah, yeah, uh, they, yeah. That, that it's funny because you're the first one to say that, and someone else has said that to me too. And I was like, "Damn, that's crazy. I never thought about that." Ever. Yeah, no, it was just different. It was just people trying to make dope shit, uh, and they weren't overcomplicating it. They weren't like, you know, nah, simplicity, beauty, beauty. 
It's like math. They say the simple, the best, the most beautiful equations are the simplest. You know. Yeah, but they, I mean, everybody wanted to wanted to rock with it, and yeah, some of those are, are some of my favorite beats of all time. The Easy Mo B stuff heavily uh, reminded me of that. So, oh, dope game, stupid. It's the dope okay. game. Thank you. <laughs> that really, honestly, felt like your statement. It's you produced every track except the last one, which is produced by Knowledge, right? Right. Yeah. And it. It's it's okay to step aside for knowledge. Knowledge is great. No, thanks. Go, man. And what's happening with that fucking Meek Mill shit is terrible, man. Oh yeah, I mean that the knowledge's albums were better than Meek Mill's albums, and it was and that's that's a bummer. He should have embraced yeah. it. He should have just said, "Yeah, oh, you shouldn't be hating on you shouldn't be hating on someone that's giving you props, picking you up." You know, right. I know a lot of people who never heard of Meek Mill until they heard some knowledge remixes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, I, I, I knew a lot of people who didn't have much faith in Meek Mill until they heard the Knowledge Remix. They were like, shit, okay. Like, yeah, it's it's a bummer. It's an opportunity. You remember, by comparison, I don't know if you remember this, during the mixtape era, right? Oh, yeah. There was the Red Album, the Brown Album, the Gray Album. Jay wasn't suing nobody. Right. He wasn't suing oh, nobody. That's what I'm saying, Deep, man. Getting back. Getting back. That's that's why that's why it's just confusing to me. Cause it's like, bro, what is what is your purpose? What are you trying to gain? I mean, I, I guess I mean I get it. So I guess I see both sides, but I'm a fan of the culture, man. We not do you know, cause ain't doing this deal from you or whatever, you know. So that's kind no, of a lot trash. of the time they're they're hyping you up, right? Like yeah, that's so what I'm saying. He's bigging them up. That's why I mean it's like I'm right. looking at it like, come on, man. We are supposed to be for the culture, dog. Come on. Do you remember when Jay-Z agreed to do that festival in the UK and then the, the Gallagher brothers from uh, shitted on him there? They were like, he shouldn't be starring in this festival, the Oasis. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a mixtape called Ojasis with that mixes Jay over Oasis. Fucking great. Um, Nobody uh, used, you know? And, mm. Yeah, people be, I don't know, man. People, people are weird. That's what's all we have to say. But Dope Game Stupid felt like you pushing your sound as unique as it could be. Was the plan that because of Wolf's delivery and how different it is, that this needed to go as far as it could go? Nah, uh, uh, nah. I, honestly, uh, I love the way it's flowed. I don't think of it as, you know, and maybe I'm a little biased because I made it now, but even when I was hearing him back then, I was just like, oh, the man's a spit. Like, you know, and when we talk about it, like, he says to me, like, it was my beats that made him do that shit. You know, that's not really, he can, you know, he can rhyme normally on flow, all that, you know, right. but he was saying my beats was kind of forced him to fit all the words in, or, you know what I'm saying, that's things like awesome. that. That's yeah. awesome. But no, it's, but, it's, it took me a while to adjust to the world of Dope Game Stupid because it was like, okay, it's so non traditional. Um, and I think, I don't know, I honed in on I think the weirdest beat on there is White. Oh, yeah, what is that? White is white. Yeah, that's my shit. Wow, the time signatures on that are wild. Uh, it's, it felt like you had somebody who was just different, right? Like, Wolf has talked about how he writes. I listen to everybody's podcast, right? So Wolf, oh, yeah. Wolf, Wolf was on uh, Dad Bod Rap Pod. And yeah, good people. Process. He's like writing one-liners on napkins and putting them in his pocket and shit. Like, he's just... No, nah, but facts. Facts. But real shit. Like, he'd be out, like, he got a whole, he got a whole phone just for rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that, like you know that that's it. It's just the rhyme phone. Like I don't even use it for nothing. They don't have service. You know, I might connect to Wi-Fi. But that's it. It's just for rhymes. Let's have some like a real quick. But that's that's what that's awesome. But I mean, it was say the like his style is so unique because most rappers are thinking in terms of verses, right? They're thinking yeah, in terms yeah, yeah. of sixteen, right? And Wolf is thinking in terms of line to line. Yeah, no, yeah, and what the beat makes him do. He be rapping off the beat, like, like we can, I can have some fire shit where everyone in the studio is like, undeniable, this is a banger. But if he's not feeling it, the pen ain't gonna move. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
So he, I mean, he might, he can, I mean, he'll have verses, he can put verses to it, but he's not, it's not the same energy you're going to feel. It's not going to be the same, like, you know, passion, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, it's the beats that make him do that shit. Like, you know, it's not like he's planning it, like, to be like that. It's just the beat make him flow the way he's flowing. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, that's awesome. That's good to hear. And so it is, it does come from the music. Did he pick all those beats? Were there any beats that he was like reticent on and you sold them on or? Oh, Syndicate, 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 Syndicate. He wrote, he wrote, he wrote a lot of the albums to Syndicate because he couldn't, like, he just wasn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, like, not that he couldn't do it, he just wasn't feel like, he just felt like he wasn't matching the beats energy, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, no, Syndicate for sure, Syndicate. That was, that was actually one of the first beats I gave him. I was like, yo, like this? Is it like you know what I'm saying? Like this is what the this is the sound, dog. So this is what I was going. He's like, okay, okay, I'm gonna ride with you. But and that's something I pressed. That's one of the last songs we recorded for the album. You know, I was really oppressing him. Like, yo, bro, syndicate, man, syndicate, man. Yeah, like yeah. When, I know you got the bars. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's that's that is it's different, especially since he he knew that like. That you're, he must have known if that that's the first beat you gave him, and he took that much time with it. He knew he had to adjust to a different world. That you were going to do a different thing. Oh uh, yeah, he wasn't really doing hip hop beats like that. He was doing like Detroit trap shit, you know, uh, you know, more commercial sounding stuff. Like he wasn't really on the loops. So even I mean, but I feel like you know everyone kind of had to adjust the loops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Because even when me and Ray first started working, you know, that that was an adjustment. He was a, he wasn't particularly uh, feeling the loops, you know what I'm saying? Even even Quinn, you know, he did he liked the loops, but he wasn't expecting the sound I was giving him, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So it's just adjust I feel like everyone kind of had to adjust. Yeah, because your time signatures, your speeds tend to alter in different ways. Who was it that said that? Um Sterling told. Remember okay. Sterling? Yeah. Oldie James. Bro, that shit hard. Real bad, man. Yeah. No, that was um, Manger by McNichol. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, all the old instrumentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm out here. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. My bad. Yep. No disrespect to Sterling. Sterling Tolls. Yeah. So Sterling Tolls had this. Instrumentation's crazy. Oh, yeah. Sterling Tolls had this great breakdown where he said his incredible interview. Dad about rap out again. Um, where he said, like Detroit, that's the history of Detroit. Detroit's legacy is fucking with the time signatures. Facts. <laughs> facts. We got techno, we man, facts. Get that's up, what Dilla, get Dilla was doing. That's what like uh that's what T Grizzly's doing ultimately. That's what like that's what Detroit kind of stands for, is that's- unconventional, yeah. No, that's fine. I never even thought about it like that. So that's fire. Yeah, he's not. He's not wrong because <laughs> I feel. I don't feel like I hear uh, when I when I meet Detroit producer. I feel like I don't hear normal beats are on the same tie signatures or even the way the sample is. They is doing some different shit. Yeah, I wonder what it is. It's so. It's so interesting. It's like because I, I think it might come from the techno and the soul, man. You know what I'm saying? Really, I feel like that's, that makes sense. You know, because I feel like, I feel like people, like, I you know, when I go to the cities, you know, like, people, we used to have, growing up, there was techno on the radio, you know what I'm saying? Yep, you yep. You know, where, uh, where I go to the cities and people are just starting to get in techno and house and stuff, and I'd be like, we've been doing this forever, like, we grew up on this, like, you know? That's so important, that's such a great point. Uh, it, it, so, the other, the other Bruiser Wolf part was, because he does oh, the one and the one-liners have to cohere into a verse. Like that process, how different is the writing and recording process because of that, of the way that works? Um, so Wolf's a perfectionist, man. Like, I mean, he is a perfectionist when it comes to you know recording. We are cutting the same verse 50, 60, 70, 80 times, you know. Like, uh, but just because he cares about, like, you know, 
fitting all the words and getting where it's say and also it like not sounding jumbled and you know forced like you know what i'm saying so because of all those one-liners it's it's a lot it's a it's more recording and you know more him trying to make sure like the flows are on point you know as far as it's not like really the bars it's just fitting it all so it doesn't sound like he's you know rushing it or you know forced you know if that makes sense yeah yeah that's awesome. And like we're, we're, oh, go ahead, my bad. I was going to say, with Ray, it's like, you know, veteran, one, you know, a couple takes, you know what I'm saying? If that, if that, he, you know, he got it. He's just, it's just waiting for him to write it, you know what I'm saying? And that was, that was going to be my, my Santa Barbara question, right? Okay, okay, yeah, go for it. My bad. No, no, Santa Barbara sounds as cold as the cover art looks. Yeah, how because did, he, how yeah. did you get that sonic? Like how did how did you get it to sound so fucking cold? Uh, you know, the like the homie Bimo, I, I would call him like you know like kind of our creative director in a sense. Like he he's a uh, you know he be he, he's like our hip hop encyclopedia man, so knowledgeable. And you know he was pressing on me the whole time when I was doing. It was like man, we going for that nostalgia, right? You know what I'm saying that nostalgia that. You know, I was like, you know, people want that nostalgia. That's something he would always say to me. And I was like, all right, all right. Bet. I know what you're talking about. Let me, you know, let me just, let me just dig for samples. Let me go through my shit. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And so I, I even like, if you're asking what the nostalgia is, I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? I know. You no, know it's I mean? the essence, right? It's like, yeah. that all goes back to the essence. What, when I think about, it's weird. When I think about the mission statement for that album, Proof is the one who lays it out. Yeah, facts. What? That proof interview. That's it. At the end. Yeah, it's like rapping. Yeah. You see, someone fuck, someone, someone listen to the album, man. That's all I got to fucking say, dog. And a barber. Fucking do it. That's all I got to fucking say. I, I mean, it's all, it, it's all about knowing, like, this is beautiful. It's beautiful to do this. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to transition into selling wine. I want to do this, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and that's how that's how we both feel, really, man. Like I swear to you, listen, man. Right now, right now, if none of this shit was happening. I would be making beats just to make beats, just to do it. So you know what I'm saying? Like that's how that's how, that's how I feel. Like Ray would he would rap just to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like we would do this shit regardless whether the money coming not coming. We're not doing it. For, I mean, yeah, we want to, you know, obviously make, make money off our art, but that wasn't the focus of any of these albums. That wasn't like, oh, we gonna get rich. We gonna nah. Maybe we're making great music that's gonna stand past our, you know, hopefully, you know, what I'm saying people gonna talk about this after we're gone. Like, yo, Santa Barbara, yo, don't get stupid. Noah, Gaku, Jay Z, GoFundMe, Corvette, TV62. That's the mentality we're coming into all this shit. It's, we want to make music that outlasts us. You know, it's not about the dollars or the fame, the cloud. We trying to drop shit that, you know, outlasts us for real. And you could really see that shit. Like, if you do what I did, which is go on a YouTube binge of Bruiser Brigade videos, they're like, you guys in thick coats wrapping around, you know, burning trash cans. Like, it's just not, you know, you're not going to see, like, wrapping on a spaceship against the green screen. Right. Rolls Royces, private jets, popping bottles in the club. Like, that's not, I mean, you know, you like to have fun, but that's not, you know, you know, we're realistic too. That, you know what I'm saying? That's not, you know, that's not, that's not real. You know what I'm saying? Like we're making real shit that everyday person can understand. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know? No, it's, yeah, it's for the people and it's, it's accessible. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. No, that's, that's so, it's so good to hear that everything came together like, uh, so, question. We were at the Danny Brown section. Okay. Those of us who care deeply about Danny Brown, about what Danny Brown's meant, right? Like, I, I can't lie. When I first heard Danny Brown, I was disgusted. <laughs> you know, and it was funny, man. Like, gross. You see these gross. Bro, I used to put my homies on the brown. They used to be like. I don't, uh, he's spitting, but I don't, I don't know if I can feel the voice. And it, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, my man is talking that shit though. What is he, fuck a voice, he's talking that shit though. You know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like I got a weird voice. Not that I'm trying to compare myself to Danny or anything, but I always feel like I have a weird voice. So 
I feel it don't matter what your voice sounds like. You talking that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it was the black milk shit that really got me. When he when okay, he did black milk that was black and brown. Yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, I'm in. Like this shit, I'm never turning back. Um, That's right. But so those of us who deeply care about Danny Brown, we want like I, I said this on record, right? Like if if Danny Brown's doing a full album, which I, that was my hope, but it was all coming to a Danny Brown album, right? And I, I remember being on our weekly show we, we talk about music and i said look if madeline goes to danny brown and says let's do an album turn it down do it do it with raffi do it with raffi uh, do it with black noise stay with your people stay with your people make the album with your people yeah, um, because danny's danny brown is not the kind of artist that should just be like all right i'm I got a name now and I'll do an album with Pharrell. Like that, that's not going to, I just don't nah, feel like nah. that works for me. Nah, I just, man, Danny, you know, real music, man. And it's got to make sense. He's not, you know, trying to do some letters and true to him. You know what I'm saying? So, now facts. So is Danny Brown working on a solo album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, 40, man. Contra. It's coming out. It's, got, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Yeah, it's coming. Ooh. Are you fired? Are you a part of that situation? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not on the production tip, but recording and all that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think your audio might have dipped out. Are you here? Yo, yo. Oh, you're there. You're there. Cool. Okay, okay. No, it's um. No, that's. It's good to know you're involved. It's good to know other people are involved. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. want the team to stay the team. No, the, the team, the team's, the team's all over the album, man. I'm, I'm gonna say that the team's all over the album for sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, this it's got to be leading towards the glorious return of, of Danny Brown for us. Oh no, yeah, he, man, he's coming. He's coming. That's all I would say. He he talking, he talking greasy, man. He gonna he gonna hit you with some shit. Ooh, so that's I'm good. I'm telling you that it's gonna be fire, man. It's a uh, it's. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. It's going to be fire, man. <laughs> we talked about Detroit, and we, we talked about the different things that, that it's known for, right? The different phases. Um, what, what do you think are the misconceptions about Detroit hip-hop? What do, you, what do people on the outside think they know, but they don't know? Uh, real spitters, man. Detroit got real spitters. Like, you know, like if you, you know, if you're not feeling the beats, if you're not feeling, listen to the bars, man, everybody from the street shit to the hip hop shit, Detroit is full of spinners, hustlers, real, man, that, that's the best thing I can say. Everyone got bars. Everyone got bars. Spitters. That's the best thing I can say, I can say about Detroit. Spitters. Well, and that's the, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of parts of the country that are known for like gritty hip hop or whatever. But when Santa Barbara dropped, I I did. I took a deep breath and was like, ah, Detroit shit. I needed this Detroit shit. That's you right. Know? That's right. And that was like, I, I really did need that. There was something in that that wasn't anywhere else. Right. Like, no, yeah, we was, we was trying to make some ill shit, really, man. Nostalgia, dog. That's what we was trying to do, man. Like, bring it back. Yeah. To the core, man. To the, to the essence. That's, that's awesome. No, but it, it the, and I think what you said about the meeting of that history of soul music with that history of techno uh, and electronic dance music is is so important because you know there's I mean there's Chicago has a lot of these different scenes but they yeah. all they all feel like they're running concurrently in different places right, right. No, yeah. And I feel like Detroit, a lot, of, a lot of your producers is making, you know, ill techno and they're making trap shit and they're making moves and they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mixed. a lot of people are we're very versed out here. Yeah. Yep. It's all coming together and shit. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Well, facts. Like, yeah. Like, look at the homie Black Noise, man. Like, he doing hip hop shit, but he got hella techno records out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it should fire. It should fire. That's awesome. And that must, I mean, that understanding alone must change, like, how that sound is. 
and how that sound is received. No, thanks. Y'all know your history, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you don't know, you know, where this shit's coming from or how it got here, how you gonna make good shit, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, I feel like, I feel like, I'm not, you know, I feel like you should know where things are coming from so you can make better music, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it makes sense. The, um, the other, so the other thing is, ooh, this is a good question. I like okay, this. Okay, all right. All right. This is it. I ask this to interesting people here to really, to really see what they're going to tell me. We're talking okay, about okay. this. Favorite non-rap album of the last ten years? Oh shit! Damn, you asked me a crazy question. My favorite non-rap album of the last ten years. Ooh, I always give mine. I gotta think. I always give mine as a bit of like a pace setter, just to like, because it's hard to remember what came out at all. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think right now. So, mine is uh, Fiona Apple, The Idler Wheel. That was hard. And that shit came out the same year Frank Ocean's Channel Orange came out, 2013. Damn, you, damn, you really hit me with a crazy question because now I'm drawing blanks on albums right now. Oh my God, hold on. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, that, you know. I'm ready for favorite hip hop albums. You asked me not hip hop. Huh? No. All right, man. hold on. This, this. Let, let, let. Damn. Yup. It's real shit. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. You put me on the spot here. I would maybe. Uh, that, that, hold on, let me see if that actually came out. Damn. No, I was just thinking of different genres, man, because you got like yeah, because I, I I was I might say, uh, I don't think that came out in in the, t- in the past like, ten years. You got Kamasi and 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 the jazz shit like that he does right, and Kamasi Washington, and you've got you know Brandon Coleman and uh, Terrence, you know yeah. So you get you got uh, all. I think it, so. It did come out in 2010. I might I might have to say. Waves, King of the Beach, man. That's some. That's some. Uh, yeah, that is. I'm about to say that. Yeah, I might have to say that. I'm trying. You know, on the spot. That's one of the first things that came to my mind. So I'm gonna have to go with Waves, King of the Beach. I think that's it, man. That's awesome. That, you see, and he was making ill shit too. Like he was like even before that, he was doing a lot of like noisy, like dirty ass shit. And I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I want my Beats hip hop used to be grimy and noisy and dirty, so you know, yeah, yeah. And he was also making like loops and shit like that, you know, under a different moniker. So he was, he was doing some ill shit, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think King's Wave, uh, Waves King of the Beach, man. But yeah, no, there's something about like you're you're right. Your beats are like dirty and and muddled, but they're not confusing, right? They're yeah, not. Yeah. You, it's not. It's not just sludge, right? It took me a second to figure out, man, because a lot of shit when I was first making it, like, I didn't know how to achieve, like, what I wanted. Like, cause I always want my, you know, I want my bass banging, but I don't want it to be clean and shit. You know, I don't like, I don't really like clean music. You know, I like things distorted. I, I like static. I, I like, I, I like, look at, like, in the, like, all right, when I'm in the car and you know how the radio, like, if you listen to the radio, sometimes it's, it's bleeding into a different station. That's just sweet to me. I think that's just sound dope. Even if it's not even genres, that makes sense. Like I was like the, 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 the fucked upness of it all. You know what I'm saying? No, it's it's the one that the one that uh, sticks in my mind. One of my favorite rappers, also a producer, great producer and rapper, um, is called Lakele Forty Seven. I'm not familiar with Cuz. Lakele Forty Seven always wears like a ski mask. Uh, I think she's from New York. Uh, okay. She has a self-titled album, and she has a song on it called "Your, Your Drums Are Too Clean." Uh, I don't even like drums, man. <laughs> you know, I don't really. I mean, loop, I don't even put, listen, man. I'll, I'll put a lot of drums on things. So I feel her. That's right. That's drums right. Too clean, because he's like, your drums got to be dirty. You got to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that was awesome. And I feel like, you know, like, 
I feel like clean ass shit is like more in this, you know, digital and shit. And like, I'm, you know, I'm, t- I'm taking it from dirty old, I mean, like, I don't like old samples, dusty shit. Like, you know, I feel like you're defeating, you, you're going against the whole grain of it, trying to clean it up. You know what I'm saying? I think that right. should sound dope to You're trying to create something that feels like you can touch it, right? Like, yeah. you want it to feel like a book, not an ebook. You know, yeah, facts, facts, yeah. And like, I'm not knocking clean music, you know, I respect it, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of different stuff that, you know, like the mixing and match, I can really appreciate it. But what I'm trying to do, that's not really what I like, you know, for what I'm doing. I hear that. Do you have any, you have any goals for this next year, shit that you want to achieve? Um, oh, man. Uh, just keep making good music, man. Really, you know, that this point, just really just keep, keep the momentum going for Bruiser Brigade and keep the keep making great music you know um that's really the goal and then like you know working with my homies and you know that's it really uh you know so I don't really you know just keep going keep going really keep pulling keep pushing it yeah I think I, it feels like you're one of those one of those people who is like uh, you know I like if you ask how did you make the best song you book I don't even know I was in the zone yeah, accidents, bro. Some of my best songs happen by accident. Where you know, I get a sample. I'm trying to loop up one part, and then maybe for some reason I let the sample play out longer, or I, or I might fuck up a chop, and I'm like, oh, here we are. This is what we're doing now. You know, so yeah, a lot of my good shit happened by accident. <laughs> by the way, that is not. That's one thing I think people, because there's been a lot of people complaining about too much music like basically mm-hmm. people releasing over release right and there are some yeah. people that are over released but there are some people that are releasing exactly where they should be released right okay. like they need to stay in the zone they need to keep the shit moving and they, they need to get it get it going and it's not necessarily the pressure of the capitalist environment it's no. like that's how they need to work the quality, man, that's what I can hear about the most. The quality of the music. Uh, you know, like I got I got a zillion beats, you know what I'm saying? Like just drop shit, but that's not the point. It has to be has to make sense, you know. Or even when I'm working with uh, everyone else here, like we can, you know, I'm with rapper rappers, they can rap to anything and you know, but like are we making a good track? You know, are we are you know what I'm saying? That's that's the focus. Are we, you know, are we putting our all into this track and make trying to make something good? You know, that's that's what I, that's what I like to do, you know not about i mean it's about cutting tracks but it's about cutting good tracks you know yeah i mean and when you were so and that's i mean dealing with the extremes of raffi oops you know uh uh, fat ray Ray, who can do it in one or two takes and wolf who wants to do it you know perfectly that adjustment is something you must have to tune yourself Oh yeah, I was uh, uh yeah, it was definitely uh, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for it at first, you know, saying because you know, and I, but that's just, but also I, I respect it too because that shows you know someone's comfortable enough to be like you know, hey, let's go back, let's really work on some shit as opposed to you know, okay, I cut the record, it sounds good, all right, let's keep moving to the next one. Like you know, I I don't mind sitting on one. We could work on one track for a month or whatever. Like as long as it comes out good, like that's what I care about. I, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not about, it's not about being fast. You know what I'm saying? Quality music takes time, you know? So I'm down, I'm, I'm ready to go all the time. And effort we need to do is to get the track to where it needs to go to, you know, because I feel like my job is like a, to facilitate, you know what I'm saying? More so than uh trying to get my beats off or whatever, whatever, like, you know, it's, you know, it's really just trying to make sure my artist, whoever I'm working with is able to make the best, best product with what we're working with, you know, as opposed to just, all right, you recorded it, next one, recorded it, next one. Like, that's not cool. No, I mean, and time itself must be very different as a producer. We just learn. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm slow, man. You know, it's like, I move slow. <laughs> you know, I, I'm in no rush. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a turtle, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to let's making good music, like, I'm in no rush. Be here all day, all night, what you want to do? <laughs> You're cutting up seconds and, and pulling them apart and putting them back together. Oh, in that sense. Oh, in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I thought you know, I was talking no, about both, recording too. Both together, right? Like you're cutting yeah. up seconds into fractions of seconds, and you've blown a few hours doing that, right? Like that's yeah, yeah. 
And it'd be the same fucking loop or it might be the same track, the same fucking four, six, four, eight bars. But once the four, eight bars is good, let's get to the next four, eight, you know, whatever it is. Right, right. Oh, that's, that's amazing. No, I'm, I'm, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Oh, appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah. It's been incredible. And uh, yeah, I would love to yeah, check in and, and with, the, with the team as the year goes on. Because I'm sure. Yeah, most of this is the beginning, right? Like people who didn't know Wolf last year, they're never going to forget. Right. No. Yeah. Thanks. Nah. <laughs> all, right, all the homies, man. Everybody went nuts, man. Anything that they drop, like all that, that was the thing about the come up was every major place that covered hip hop was checking that paint. And the day. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, how everything just played out the way it did. It's fired. I mean, I was confident it would be wrong, but, you know, still, it's like, damn, that's fire. That's everyone really appreciate fucking what's going on over here. It's a blessing. I, ain't, I can't lie, man. And shout out to the crews who came before you and did, like, like I was just, I guess I was thinking about Odd Future, right? And how Odd Future, like, taught the media how to identify these crews of people. Um, and I think that is like, that's very present. And now this, this was a team, the journalists that fell in love with what you guys did, fell in love with our future back in the day and knew how to showcase your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Bless. No facts. Definitely. Awesome. And you too, man. Shit, man. And you too. Shit. <laughs> no, it's, it's you, my, you, hey, you're my man. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been doing this shit for years, man. And, had this since 2010 or 11. So I mean, yeah, see, that's fire. Um, and going way back in the day and shit, my, you're my first MVP who was a producer. Les, thank you, man. That's crazy. Thank you, dog. There's a lot of, man, this past decade, there's been some ill niggas. I can't even lie. So, <laughs> yeah. no, like, yeah, we had Gucci Mane as, as MVP one year. We had, uh, you know, we had Fiend as MVP one year. Uh, <laughs> that's right yeah that's right yeah we, we were doing it different but uh no it was awesome awesome to be able to uh to talk to talk case although it was hard i'm not gonna lie and i and shout out to fat boy sharif like yeah, yeah facts i gotta fucking run this by you he was throwing all every name at me just like what about this dude what about this what about this dude and then what about bruiser brigade and i was like oh shit then it's got to be raf um, what, what, what were some of the other names you were throwing out? Fuck, man. I mean, we, we, you know, there's there's so many people. Oh, let me ask you this. What, 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 what were you thinking out? What were you thinking well, of? In terms of, I, I, I listed the honorable mentions. Like, what was your short list? Yeah, 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 yeah. the honorable mentions. Like, so, Def C from Chicago. Uh, okay. I don't know if you've heard of me. Filthy uh, Records. He released an EP with August Fanon. It was incredible. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. And so I just I did I do listen to the August Phenom record, so yeah. yeah fire. And then you got you end of the year, you released a full album called Trap Door with Messiah Music. And he he had been working on that shit for seven years. Holy shit. Now I'm gonna go check that shit out. And it's amazing. He's a teacher in Chicago. And oh, wow. okay. a lot of it is about like, you know, uh, how, how fucked up shit in America is, but like uh, it's it's fantastic, um, and then he's the monster. But uh, oh, Luca from Memphis is another one. Mm, okay, Luca is incredible. Uh, he sounds like Scarface. He's like, bro, uh, L U K A H. Released two albums this year. Uh, one was called When the Black Hand Touches You. The other was called Why Look Up God Is in the Mirror. Okay, I'm gonna take both those out. Yeah. Yeah, and then the third one is one of my people from, I think he's in Nebraska, Sleep Sinatra. Uh, he released a shitload of albums. One of them came out on New Year's. Uh, one of them came out early in the year called Sleep Gloriously. Uh, then Divine Nation in the middle of the year, he produced himself. Three, three full albums that were just killer uh, in one year. So he was, I mean, there's so many people doing great work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd be trying to catch up on it too, man, because I'd be missing shit all the time. I love checking out other people's shit. Yeah, 
No, you know, follow Free Music Empire and and, and check that yeah. shit. Hey, you know, you know, Lonnie, man, you know, Lonnie, man. By another one, another one to give you. By the way, one of the artists gonna shout him out. Uh, he came to. I'm I'm in Maine, so he came to Maine for a performance. I don't know if you've ever heard of Shrapnel. Heard of the group Shrapnel? Mm-hmm. They're on Backwoods Billy Woods label, uh, okay. and. Shrapnel, one of the people in Shrapnel is Prem Rock, and I was like... Yeah, you know, okay, I know Prem Rock. Prem Rock is, is killer, and he was... So he was hanging out, watching the other people perform, and I, I went up to him, hey, man, like, what are you listening to on tour? He's like, Bruiser Oh, Bruiser Oh, so, so that was cool. Because Prem is... No, yeah. They, they all, man, Billy, Billy and Elusa are the homies. They're real cool people. They show love, man. I fuck with them, man. No, those... Yeah, right. And it, the, honestly, so having done this since 2011, this is the nicest the hip hop community has been. A word? No question. Just in terms of kindness. Just in terms. Okay. Of, okay. I'm not talking about like the illest or whatever. I'm talking. No, literally being kind to each other. Like people are very nice to each other a lot of the time now. And it was 50-50 back in the day. It was 50-50. <laughs> I believe it. Actually, you know, thinking about it, I believe it. You know, it's you know, I get it. It's hip hop's competitive. I get it. <laughs> I've been lucky. Well, no, because I'm just not that dude. I'm not. I'm not a brolic dude. I'm not. I'm not gonna get crazy at people. Like I am. I'm the fun, thoughtful person in the clique who yeah. the tough people protect, right? Because uh, they need to laugh too. And like that's, right, exactly. That's that's kind of my spot. I'm cool with that spot. Um, and so, they, so I always got along with everybody, you know, I was always, uh, but, but it was, there were some rough customers out there. <laughs> who was the roughest you to deal with? Well, there were some people like, there were some people who were shitting on people who weren't even talking just to do it. They weren't oh. even talking about them. You know what I mean? That's just hate. That's just hate. You know, out of nowhere. I'm like, damn. Like, yeah, they felt, they felt threatened, huh? <laughs> some people are just, are just like that. You know, they walk into a room and they knock your drink over and stare at you, you know? Right. Uh, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, yeah. I guess, I guess so. I guess you're right because low key, I feel like, you know, when I first started making beats and stuff, everyone, a lot of people were very standoffish. And I feel like now everyone's like, let's work, let's go, let's, you know, let's try to get things done. So I feel I was like, trying yeah. to describe it to my, to somebody like, I was like, if you have a friend who goes to jail and they come back from jail and they've kind of, lost all their hopes and dreams in jail. Like, it's just hard. And they're just, like, ready to fight anybody at that point or do anything crazy or whatever. Like, they've lost all the filters, you know? And that's how some of those... Right, yeah, they don't give a fuck. They were like, okay. yeah, fuck everybody, you know? Um, that's a hard thing to maintain over a long period of time. Yeah, because it's hard to be mean all the time, man. Especially if people are being nice and big enough for you. How many times do you be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you? Like, you know, so yeah, I feel that. That's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, some people are like that, man. Some people like to just, just you know, but I think it's a self-defense mechanism too. You know what I'm saying? Here. People need to feel like they're doing, they're, 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 you know, they're doing things. And so pay attention, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to make it seem like I'm shitting on mean people. Mean people looking at you, I respect because it takes a lot of energy. <laughs> a lot of energy. Right? That shit is hard. That shit is yeah, hard. Just, just not smiling, but bugging people, you know, like all the time. You roll up to somebody and they're like, fuck that dude. You're like, why? He's like, he kicked me at soccer practice when I was 10. You're like, damn. That's damn. deep, yeah. <laughs> to hold that grudge, that's deep. <laughs> hard. That's hard. Yeah. That's the first thing you thought of. Like, damn. Um, no, it's, it's weird. Um, but no, it's, it's, so this is, it's not like that anymore. And I mean, your, your story is proof positive, man. You grew up and all these people helped you find what yeah. you were Like that's fucking incredible. Like, oh yeah. I, I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I love my brothers, man. It's such a blessing. Like, cause I swear that I really wouldn't be here without the homies. Like that ass. So it's, it's real hey, Yeah. This has been a lot of fun, man. We will, we'll stay in touch. Hit me with anything. Most definitely. Most definitely. I got you, Daniel. Yeah, man. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks, man. You too, man. Great, Ben. I still love you so.